Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Gridiron Blitz. I right, hear episode 308 on TuneIn, Google Cast, Player FM, Apple Podcasts, on the biggest platform on podcasts, iHeartRadio, and now on Global Women's Sports Radio, and as always, on Block Talk Radio, and don't forget to subscribe on Spotify as well. So we're going to have a great show today in the house. We are going to be talking WFA 2020 with uh, My High Blaze owner, Wynn Flotodonomy. She's going to give us the lowdown on everything that's happening in the 2020 season in the WFA. Um, from sponsorships up to the national championship that was uh, announced this past week on uh, Secret Deodorant, sponsoring the national championship. Uh, 11 Sports is going to be broadcasting, so we'll dive into uh, when when she comes in and talk about everything that's happening uh, as we get ready for uh, Women's Football Alliance 2020 season in April. We're also going to dive into the schedule uh, for the WFA, which is we've been breaking it down, uh, all the uh, – Playoff finalist, we discussed Boston, Renegades. We've talked about the Cali War. Today we're going to dive into the St. Louis Slam, the drive for five. Uh, pretty impressive schedule, like I said before, with the Boston and Cali War. The WFA really has done a really good job in 2020 upping their game and making sure that the top teams from the previous year are really colliding this year. Very, very interesting in terms of the eight-week season. Very competitive and a lot of the fans are going to be very happy to see, you know, clashes that we have never probably seen before, and we had to wait for the playoffs. Now it's going to be in season. Will it really matters? It's going to be really exciting uh, for the WFA 2020. We're also going to dive into um, the LNFA Femenina in Spain, week three. We're going to dive into XFFL in Texas also, and we're going to also uh, kind of recap a little bit of the BAFA uh, in the U.K., so we'll dive into all that. But XFL is what it's all about. And we're going to bring in the salty one, uh, Mackenzie Brooks, here to kind of talk about week one, week two of the XFL. Um, so, Mackenzie, how's it going? Oscar, how are you? How are you feeling, bud? I'm living and surviving this flu. It's kicking my ass. God, I love that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm glad you're better, though. I mean, last week yeah, we oh definitely missed without you. The wife was down, the mother-in-law was down, and this guy was down. Everybody was down Jeez. really, really bad Yikes. for the last uh, seven, ten days. So no joke for those out there. Just, you know, make sure you keep hydrated and keep your fluids and eat right and all that good stuff because it even knocks out the best. Yeah. Oh, man, the, the flu here in Iowa is not anything to sneeze at either. It is rough. Man, I hate winter. Oh. No, I know. Uh, and then, you know, it's just fluid happy, and then you got no voice. And, uh, yeah, it, just, it was pretty bad. Everybody got it. You know, and it's even worse when you have kids. I don't have kids, but it's even worse when you have kids. You got all the little germies everywhere coming on at you. So that's even worse when you got family and kids. Yeah, it's, it's just, just, ugh. yeah, I, man, I can't imagine having you know, having kids and having to deal with having the flu, let alone not having kids and still having to deal with the flu. I just, I don't think I could do it, Oscar. 
I don't even like I don't even like stubbing my toe, let alone getting sick. I don't got time for that. So, uh, Mackenzie, I was either dreaming or in flu mode, but somebody went viral. Understanding pe- people didn't realize you were figure skating. What's up with that? <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, so, I mean, long story short, like, I guess I just didn't realize how many people really didn't know my athletic background. Um, I mean, figure skating was the very first sport I ever did outside of basketball, outside of anything else, football, any kind of martial arts. Figure skating was the very first sport that I did. I mean, and I was raised and brought up, you know, watching basketball, football, you know, all the the common American sports uh, with my dad, my family, siblings, um, et cetera. So to be, uh, you know, I guess a lifetime, a lifer as far as the sport of figure skating, um, you know, I spent 15 years of my childhood and adolescent and young, young adult life figure skating. So I still like to me, me figure skating and having that background is not, Oh, you know, that's just something I used to do, but apparently, (laughs) apparently, uh, to the general public, that's pretty cool. So, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just out here living my life through a passion. Like, that's really all. There's I mean, nothing more, nothing Mackenzie, less. Mackenzie, I was thinking maybe you were trying to do Katie Sowers' you know, Super Bowl news because it's really that much hype that came around with it. You know what I mean? It was like one of those moments where you know, everybody's like, Mackenzie Brooks can skate? It was literally that kind of attitude. I was like, what? I got to see this. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the Nebraska well, Nighthawks for bringing up this whole bio and profile because they obviously are the ones that made it all happen, too. Yes, shout out to my Nighthawks, Omahawks, yes! Man, look, when I got the link to this video, I honestly, I almost did not open it because I thought it was spam. And the first the first thing I see, because um, I didn't open the message all the way, but the first thing I see in that it came across my notifications was, um, I, stopped, I stopped your Facebook profile, I hope you don't mind. I was like, what? Or you know, I was like, what the heck is going on? So... I like open the message all the way, and then there was like this random link, and I'm like, like do I really want to open this? So instead of opening it on my phone, I opened it on my laptop instead because I wasn't about to catch no virus or nothing. So then once I opened it, I found out that it was you know like a player spotlight, and I was just thinking, I'm like, okay, you know, it'll be like you know maybe a couple thousand, you know, between um, you know whoever's on my page and you know who's ever whoever's on the Nighthawks page. Yeah, I was totally wrong. It definitely hit more than a couple thousand. Um, yeah, and it's it's crazy. I've gotten so many. Oh, let's see. Friday, I got stopped. I've been stopped all over the city of Des Moines. Um, I've had so many Facebook friend requests. I've had over 200 friend requests. Um, it took me about three days or so to to reply to every single message that I got inbox after the video first dropped. <laughs> um, I also got an inbox from. Um, a couple people from the Houston Stampede from the WFLA that want me to play for them. And it's just, it's been crazy, Oscar. Hey, I, all I can say is you're, you're, you're awesomely uh, in a situation where nobody realized that you were figure that you could figure skate. That was like the one thing they took away from everything. <laughs> awesome baller, MMA in the cage. And they're like, you can skate. Oh, we got what's going on with this? You know, <laughs> it's like that's the only thing they turn everybody off. <laughs> you could have done everything else so amazing, you know what I mean? <laughs> and all of a sudden, oh, it's just girls cool. who skate, and then it turned into this thing. But that's cool. I mean, like I said, shout out to the Nebraska Nighthawks. 
we already knew you were talented. You had mentioned it on the show before that obviously you're figure skating. You brought that up and everything else. So, but uh, you know what? Uh, shout out to you because everybody's you're a free agent now. Imagine that the WFLA looking for a free agent now. Yeah, you know that's funny. I know it's like um, like the, I, the the new running thing with uh, sharing my video is I've seen so many people tag Ellen DeGeneres in my video. It's kind of if you crazy. go on Ellen if you go on a Ellen show you gotta hit us you gotta like put a little hit up on us too because that's gonna be ultimate like, for you to go on there you know, you know? I mean, and then you're gonna go on there and you're gonna pull the same thing that uh, Santia Be- uh, Santia Bell is gonna pull out right or Santel Deck you're gonna say I'm planning on I'm, I'm playing professional football in Houston for the Stampede in the WFLA. Uh, no, I'm going to stick with the Nebraska Nighthawks with the WNFC. There you go. Because we're about to win this ring. That's what we're going to do. There you go. Hey, you take down the uh, the elite Spartan Falcons, <laughs> girl. <laughs> you deserve to win the ring. <laughs> it's it's going to be it's going to be a good season, man. I mean, I've only been you know with the team this year. And just from, you know, having all our practices, team meetings, it's like, this is like it. I mean, this, I don't, I don't even really know what to say. Like, I'm just, I'm so beyond myself. Like, and I, for once in a while, I'm, I'm happy and super happy to play the sport that I love. All right. Uh, Mackenzie, from your hit wonder and your amazing viral uh, sensation here, Let's go into XFL mode, and if you're the quarterback of the New York Guardians, uh, Matt McClellan, uh, I guess, uh, McClellan, uh, you're a dumbass because you're in an interview before the half, and you're saying that the game plan is just, <laughs> just trash, and we have to redo the game plan. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? You're the quarterback. Do a little PC, you know what I mean? Hey, no problem, bad half. Coming in, we're gonna get we're going to get it right the second half. <laughs> Like, whoa. Right. You know, I'm just like, I was like, look, man, Oscar, you know how I am with salt. Um, you know, I haven't had a good rant for a while. Like, it's been about a month or two since I had, like, a good reason to rant. He gave me a good reason to rant. Are you like, really? Like, we're, we just we just need to redo the entire game over? Like, that's my best you can come up with? Really? Bro, come on. Like, ugh. we get that. It was not. <laughs> the best half by any means of the sort. Um, Mac, but you should Mac, probably, if you're in the yo, WNFC tomorrow and you're getting your butt whipped by the elite Spartans, you're not going to show up on an interview vote and go, we're getting our asses whooped here. I think we'll, we'll, we have to redo the game plan because I don't think our coach really figured things out. <laughs> you're not going to go there. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you're going to like, I'm, we're I'm going back. Them. We're going to be competitive. You know, if if I and I'm I'll put this out there for the entire general public of the Gridiron Blitz podcast and friends, whoever follows us and is listening right now. If I ever make a stupid interview like that, somebody had better call me out on it. Like I'm so serious because that's just unacceptable. Like I understand you're frustrated, but you're a professional athlete. It doesn't matter what league you're in. You still have to hold yourself to a, a standard, whether you're winning or losing. And that's the part of the interview that really irritated me. Like you pretty much just gave up on yourself and the team by saying, we just need to start the game over. No, what you need to do is make your halftime adjustments and get your lives together. Cause that's really what you need to do. I was, Oh, Oscar, I was 
I was hot. That was the dumbass move of the week right there, that him from stuff calling that out. I'm almost like, come on, bro. But uh, let's talk about what everybody's talking about. Is this a good thing that the XFL shoves a microphone <laughs> in your face when you make a good play or a horrible, horrible fumble? Hey, bro, what happened if you fumbled? What, what happened on that play? <laughs> There's a mic right in your face. I don't know if that's kind of cool either. You know, I think it's – it's a little bit both. It's a little bit good and a little bit bad. A little bit bad because obviously you don't want to highlight mistakes. Um, but also sometimes it's good to highlight mistakes because good things can happen, you know, such as receptions, fumble recovery, stuff like that. So I think, and I think with the, the XFL itself, you know, obviously with it being, you know, different from what we've just gotten on watching as far as, you know, the NFL is concerned, uh, it's still football. And that, I think that's what people love about it so far is that it's still football you know you're still getting your fix it's not you know your typical NFL college even semi-pro at this point but it's still pro football it's still televised you know you're still getting a fix and people still expect to see you know good and bad plays highlighted so I think that's I think that's where the misconception the misconception lies with um, at least with this particular situation is that you know let's just highlight the good things no that's probably not I mean, like, even even in the women's league, you know, they, we still highlight the good and not so good, just like college and NFL, you know, and so on and so forth. So why should the XFL be any different as far as showcasing, you know, the two different sides? All right. Um, are we talking about Cardell Jones coming back to the NFL after these two weeks in the XFL? I mean, it's pretty. he's thrown over for over 200 and something yards and a couple TDs here. Uh, D.C. defenders might not keep them. Maybe the Redskins can use them, but they already have um, Jennifer King. So I don't know if Jennifer King can take Cardell Jones to the Redskins, but it looks like uh, he's going to be a star in this league. You know, it would not surprise me if Cardell Jones gets snagged by an NFL team that needs a quarterback, even if he's not a starter. I think he will end up back in the league. And to be completely honest, the Redskins was, were the first team that I had him, you know, being picked up by. I'm not, I'm not even going to sit here and try to and lie. Like the Redskins are, were the first team that I thought of because they have Dwayne Haskins and, um, Oh, I cannot remember what their backup quarterback is or their uh, starting quarterback is right now. But I mean, they have those two. And adding, I think adding Cardell Jones just adds a, a third, a good third piece to it. Yeah, and and the one thing you gotta say, he's a playmaker. Uh, he's played two good weeks uh, on a good team. New York came in overhyped from week one. They were taking on the lonely Tampa Bay Vipers, who can't seem to figure out what quarterback they want to start. You know, Flowers, Cornelius, or Murray. Kind of a, a kind of a bad situation out there in in Tampa Bay, and. It's not going to get better, I don't think, given that. And then um, they have, you know, some some playmakers on that team. It just seems the quarterback situation just pretty bad. Uh, but overall, um, I liked uh, the Samoan co- uh, quarterback, to Tamu, over in, in uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. Um, you got Walker my guy. for the Roughnecks. Roughnecks for the uh, Walker and Phillips combination looked really good. My Wildcats didn't do too bad. Uh, they just couldn't muster a win. Uh, they actually rebound from that, and I can't, I can't go, but like, be cool. My coach is sitting on the bench, just 
chilling the whole game, like just running the game from from the from the bench. There's got to be XFL right there. Yeah, you know, and I was I was talking I was talking to my siblings and some of my friends about this about this XFL league. Um, I mean, obviously, most of us were still kind of on the fence, you know, whether or not it was you know going to continue to be a thing. I mean, they lasted longer than than the A the AAF. <laughs> I mean. And and it seems to me that this this XFL league is very very highly defensively powered across the board. Um, yep. It's really interesting to watch. Actually, I kind of thought it was going to be a so far a little bit better mix of um, a little bit more of RPO and nickel package defense. Um, it's definitely the nickel package defense dominated, but the offense is not quite. It seems like the offenses for most of the teams are still trying to figure out what identities they have. Yeah. It's it's going to it's going to be between I think the defenders right now if I look at it. Uh Seattle played pretty decent as well. The Battlehawks, the quarterback there plus the the receiving core looks pretty good. So there's a couple teams. Uh we're going to dive into week 3 and then um you know hopefully see who stands out here, but it looks like DC is kind of be pretty much the standout here. Um we're going to go into the huddle right now and then we'll kind of dive into like I said XFL week 3 as we come up. Uh, week three, it's going to be uh, can the, uh, the New York Guardians and McLoyne uh, here rebound against uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks. That's going to be a big test for him considering his attitude. So we'll see how that works out for him. But overall, week three is coming up, and it's going to be exciting. So uh, let's dive into uh, WFA 2020, McKenzie. And who better to talk WFA 2020 than Mile High Blaze, the owner, uh, Win Flat of Donami, and then talking about everything that's happening in the sponsorship realm of the WFA 2020. So, uh, Wynn, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Uh, it could be better. I was hammered with the flu for the last 10 days, but uh, we're back up and upright and ready to rock. Oh man. Good to hear. I'm glad, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Uh, I mean, just, uh, it was a bad week. Uh, the whole family was down. So it was kind of like a knocker. One, two, three, we're good. Uh, oh. but we're back fluids and everything um let's talk about 2020 wfa everybody's been wanting to talk about it um i talked about the boston renegade schedule i talked about the cali war schedule uh we're about to you know talk about the st louis uh, slam schedule as it comes up this week um but you know the bigger news you know all the fanfare that's been happening katie in san francisco katie the first coach to go to the super bowl um you got jennifer king now over in um in washington uh, with Coach uh, Rivera, we have uh, Callie Brunson with the Browns of all places. Try to revive that little fan base there. So outside of the WFA, uh, some of the, you know, uh, all-stars that were in the WFA now making some noise in the NFL. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty amazing to to watch. Um, can't forget Coach Low Locust either with Tampa Bay. Yep, um, Coach Low Locust I mean, Tampa Bay. Yeah, they are they are living the dream um and have all worked so incredibly hard um to get where they are and I'm I'm just I'm thrilled for them. When it's it's kind of like a uh we talked about, you know, how we needed to get to another visibility level and now we have that. Not just yourselves but WNFC and, and presence as well. So the two major leagues in the states in other words. And so now, you know, WFA jumps in no different than the WNFC, WNFC U2 America. You guys get 11 sports. Um, you guys got the national uh, championship sponsorship. Uh, that was with uh, Secret Deodorant 
plus their promo mm-hmm. for, during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about everything. That's, it's kind of a whirlwind this year. A lot of sponsorships for the WFA, which is very positive. Yeah, we've um, we've really been working hard on um, reaching out and getting those corporate sponsorships. Um, you know, and you've got to be grateful and thankful to Katie and Jennifer and Callie and Coach Lowe um, that, you know, they've, they've definitely opened the door um, for leagues to get those sponsorships and to be seen and be noticed. Um, I mean, goodness, just, just with the Katie information in the past two weeks, um, you know, we've had over 150 articles written that mention the WFA, whether it's been in Forbes or ESPN or Yahoo. I mean, it's just, it's been amazing. And, you know, you've got to be able to thank them because I, I don't think that um, things would be progressing as quickly um, as they are without them. Key uh, components. Is it yourself, a couple of owners? Is it Lisa? Uh, what, who's spearheading this on your side of it uh, in terms of the league side? Um, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I, I was brought in, um, over the, over the summer, I guess, as the director of operations for the league. And I, I'm hoping, and this is just my opinion that, you know, that's freed up Lisa, um, to do what she does best, you know, and, and that's talking with corporate sponsorships and, and really being able to spend time with them and, um, you know, get those get the get the sponsorships that we're looking for and it's working so um you know i think i think that we have a vision and we're on board with that vision and the owners are on board with that vision and it's full steam ahead when we talked about recreational mindset business mindset we had talked about that when the wnp announced that they were going to come up in new league you guys have been in place for 10 years it is this more of a business-driven mindset, given your, you know, the uh, alumni that is now front and center in terms of visibility? Is this something more serious now that we have to get to a business mode now versus having just a recognition outlet for certain teams? Or are we really going to focus on Tier 1 being the standout? Um, I think we're trying to, to make that across the board. Um, the goal is clearly to not have people remain in Division Three and move them up Division Two, and then have Division Two move up to Division One. That's the goal, mm-hmm. right? We want to, um, you know, teach players the game and have them progress, and have the owner have the tools and the ability to progress as well. Um, you know, when you talk about tiers, you know, we've we've switched things up this season for 2020 and have. Um, you know, an advisory board that is looking at teams and determining, you know, hey, look, this team's been in Division Two for four years. You know, this has happened. It, it's time. They, they've got to move up. So, I mean, we're taking things really serious. And, um, I mean, that's the only way that we're going to be able to grow and um, grow the brand is to do that. So everybody's on board. Now, you know what? We talked about it like three or four years ago. We had a conversation about it. I stressed the fact that, you know, the the Mexican leagues, for example, LaFi, FX Mexico, and Lexpa down south, it is what they do. They have a tier system no different than the, WHA, the WFA would have a tier system. The only difference is they elevate the second tier team to uh, first tier and then bring down the lowest tier team in tier one to second. So it really mm-hmm. creates a hunger mode where like somebody rises you to the next level, 
Now you have to prove yourself to sustain yourself to the next level. If not, you get bounced back down. So it's kind of like within soccer. In soccer, you have, you know, a, a, a club A and club B and club C or whatever. But, you know, you move, you move tiers based on improvement, based on rostering, based on everything else. So this is really exciting uh, for the WFA to kind of just go that route. Um, it makes it more competitive ultimately. Um, to see Minnesota, St. Louis, to see um, Pittsburgh, Boston, uh, D.C., you know, versus all that, uh, it's really exciting for 2020. Yeah, we really we really listened to the players. Uh, we tried, you know, to listen to the players and, and hear what they had to say about, you know, divisions and really took that into consideration. And um, at our owners meeting, you know, it was a it was a great meeting. We got a lot ironed out and everybody was on board with, you know, changing the way um, people end up in their divisions. Um, so it, it, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how it works this season um, and see how many we have move up to Division One for 2021. Uh, when we talk about travel costs, uh, we talk about, uh, you know, sacrifices, uh, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Obviously, that's going to create some sort of strain, but at the same time, it, it really is a necess- necessary thing to make uh, the league stand out and make it, you know, uh, to a fan, an average fan, to say this is a national league that is credible and, and, you know, all these athletes play amazing football. It's just no different than college or the NFL. So um, hats off to you guys to do that. How much of a strain is this going to be for, you know, certain owners or was it something that the owners just said, hey, we got we just got to get it done? I think every everybody's in that mindset. They see they see the movement right now, and everybody's excited, and everybody's willing to do whatever they need to do to make things happen. Um, and and that's key. You have to. I mean, you know, I told you at the beginning. I'm I'm so grateful for you know, let's just call them you know the female coaches right now, and um, what they have opened the doors to I mean this is just this has been absolutely incredible um and the owners in seeing where where things can go and what we can do everybody's just gung-ho when um financially everybody's got to have a stable plan we talked to um you know we talked to Cindy Bunce Howden up north uh, and she's with the WNFC she just she found a way within the realm of the team to get no player fees which is the goal for every league, including your league. Sure. Um, is this something mm-hmm. the owners are looking and striving for at this point? Because it's going to be one or the other. The travel cost is still going to be there. And I was joking with her because if you eliminate player fees and you ask the player to you know, pay for travel, uh, nine times out of ten, the player is not, you know, not, not going to be like angry that they have to play for travel, especially if you're going to exotic places like Boston, St. Louis, Pittsburgh. You know, it's a travel mode, so it's kind of well worth it in right. that sense. Uh, the player fees are kind of you know if you take that away basically the incentive for travel everybody knows that that's reality you're gonna have to pay for the, some travel at this point even if you come up with some sort of uh, you know ticket sales compensation or some sort of sponsorship at any point but reality is we are at, we are at another level in both sides in, in the WFA in general ten years that it's existed this is probably the best place we've been so far in terms of an off season that didn't really come up with okay shifting teams and everything else everybody pretty much stayed stable and at the same time we picked up more sponsorships and more awareness so it's it's i think a more positive state is, is if we want to call it that that we're at an, a, a better level of of uh, exposure in other words for sure i mean there's no doubt we have progressed um and 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 that's that's key 
Um, you know, when I, when I look at things, even if it's a small amount of progression, as long as it's going in the right way and um, we're doing the best that we can by our players and owners and we're putting, you know, an amazing product out there for fans to see and for corporate corporations to come in and say, man, we, we see you, let's do something, then we're doing exactly what we need to be doing. And I, I couldn't be I more proud right now. Yeah, I think that's the key. I mean, uh, the attitude has changed, I think, in, in general for ownership. We talked about challenging the ownership. You know, um, a lot of the, mar- the, the big market teams, Boston, Pittsburgh, D.C., those are staple in the WFA. I mean, th- those are, you know, the actual bread and butter of the league. And then you jump into the, you know, the Midwest, yourselves, uh, Minnesota, St. Louis, um, you got out there Dallas, um, Houston, in, in the Texas swing, and then uh, out there you got Cali War as well as Portland and everybody else. So, you know, the transition to just getting notice is one thing, but the the transition to make somebody or a big sponsor aware that you know we have legitimate franchises that play amazing football, and that's really what you know a sponsor really wants to know. And at this point, since we're on mobile, a lot more mobile platform or social media based, it's nice that, you know, some of the teams are actually going to do Facebook Lives. They're going to do, you know, 11 sports as an example, coverage now in that sense too. And then, you know, the national championship in Denver with ESPN3 as it's always been. So it's really, really all positives for the WFA for 2020. Oh, yeah. And we're, you know, in signing signing our deal with 11 sports, I mean, we're going to have you know, a game televised every week. That's big. And not, and, and, you know, it's not an app. It's not, you know, you don't have to pay. It's, we're going to have games televised weekly, a a weekly game. And I'm, man, I'm so excited about that. Um, The girls are excited about that to, to be able to be featured, you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of been competitive as to, it's like, well, who's game of the week too? You know, and they want to they want to be in that game, so it's it's been kind of fun. Now, on the on the level of exposure, uh, it puts a lot more pressure on the players too, because you know the games have to be somewhat uh, entertaining. Otherwise, you're going to have an audience that turns it off as well. So, a lot of pressure in terms of who's going to be spotlighted, also. And I think a lot of teams are going to realize that that as you go week to week, you know, you're going to have to really step up your game to try to make this the best showing for that, you know, environment on television. So it puts a lot more pressure, Absolutely. not just on the league itself, but it also puts uh, on the coaching staff and the players and, and ultimately the franchises that are going to be displayed on that, on that um, showcase. For sure. And it, you know, it puts pressure on, on teams as a whole because, you know, we're going to be featuring certain games and, you know, when you're in division three, you know, one of the perks that you're looking at is being Division One is being in those televised games. So it it makes you want to improve and grow, like you're saying. But it needs to be more than just the players. It's got to be, you know, the team, the coaching staff, the owners, everyone to want to excel and move into the next division. When um, you've always been competitive with your schedule. Um, in the Midwest, you've always been willing to, you know, hey, let's go to St. Louis, let's go to Minnesota, let's do what we got to do, right, to be competitive sure. out there. Um, so this year, what are we looking at for mile high? Um, a lot of more com- competition in this sense. Um, we have 
you know, Vixen and uh, St. Louis moving up a notch. Uh, but all, mm-hmm. ultimately, it's the same realm. But you're always willing to play the top teams, and that's that's what I'm getting at. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it it does us no good to to sit back and and relax all season long, and then come up against you know the Vixen or the Slam in conference championship. I mean, that that does nothing for a team. You know, we we want to play great teams, and we want to be pushed and 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 have to work. Um, that's the only way we're going to get better. And you know we're excited. We're gonna have we're gonna have a, a rematch with the Houston Energy, um, who you know this is their 20th season, and this is a a this is going to be a great game considering you know how it went down last season against them down to the last second. Um, so and there's a lot of mutual respect between both teams, I think, and staffs, and so I think that'll be a great game. And then we've got Portland coming in, the Portland Fighting Shockwave. That'll be a great game too. So um, I'm, I'm excited, and we're getting to play new teams. You know, we're we're going to be going to El Paso, and we're going to be going to Oklahoma. So um, it'll be good. All right. Um, the teaser out there with you know a little a little humor roll before you announce the national championship. Uh, it is secret deodorant. It's going to sponsor the national championship. It is going to be mm-hmm. in Golden, Colorado, once again at the at the mm-hmm. uh, in your hometown in your home area. So uh, was that very successful last year? Is that one of the reasons? And logistics, obviously, doing it the second year, obviously, become easier for certain logistics as well, right? For sure. Um, We had a great turnout last season, um, or last championship, I should say. Sorry. Um, We had a great turnout. We had great sponsorship. Um, The weather could have been better. (laughs) We didn't need the rain. Um, But, you know, that's rare for us here. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think overall – the consensus from the players was is that they had a great time. Um, and this season it's going to be even bigger and better. So I'm, I'm really excited about what's going to happen for this championship. It's, it's going to be epic. All right. ESPN three as well, or are we doing 11 sports for the championship? Um, we will be announcing that because we're still working with secret. Um, okay. So we, we haven't finalized that information, um, but as soon as we do, I, you know, I'd be glad to share that with you. No problem. Awesome. All right. It will um, definitely let's be bring McKenzie here to Let's bring in McKenzie to pick your brain here for WFA 2020. She's shifted over to uh, the Nighthawks in Nebraska for the 2020 yep. season, but uh, totally excited for everything, all the news that's come out in WFA 2020. Of course. Hey, Mac Truck. Hey, Wynn. How are you? I'm good, Boo. How are you? You know, I really couldn't be better. The past four days have been very wild for me. Oh, my goodness. Um, when did you I know that? Was ice skater? I, you know, when I saw that ice skating video, I had to double take and I thought, okay, who put her head on that person? Like, who did that? Wow. I thought that was some, I thought that was some great <laughs> editing. And then you, you came on and confirmed, and I was like, oh, my God. Go ahead. <laughs> MMA, football, basketball, and ice skating. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> no, man. Good Lynn, for you, girl. You know, Good the for funny, you. <laughs> thank you so much. The, the crazy part about it is, like, you know, me being – I mean, I've, I spent 15 years in an ice rink. So when I tell people that I used to figure skate, it's nothing to me. And then I have to think about who I actually am and what I – like, what I'm actually built for. Figure skating ain't it. So – Whenever, you know, I tell people that or since this video is dropped, 
my inbox and like I have been so busy on social media, probably busier than like I normally am. And it's, it's I mean, it's great though. Like, um, and when I saw I'm proud that, of you, I think it's great. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, my just my my couple questions are for you is is what other than you know having a great turnout at last year's uh, last season's you know championship weekend, which by the way was phenomenal, loved it. Um, what sparked it to to put it back in the same place? You know, you, you know, and usually you guys try to jump around, try to spread out spread out the championship love and dollars and such. Why keep it in the same place? Um, you know, that, that's a tough one. I, you know, I was willing to do it again. Um, we had great turnout. Um, we had people stepping up, you know, with sponsorships like Coors and the Denver Broncos and stuff like that. Those are, those are pretty serious relationships that I want to build on and, you know, keep going with. Um, it can only get bigger and better. And the only way I can do that is to, you know, have that stability here and say, hey, look, we're here again. This is what we're going to do. You saw what we did before. Let's go big. So, you know, it was, it was I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm excited that we're getting to do this again and we're going to, you know, do it bigger. Well, you know, and that's, they, you know, people say the second time is, always, is usually the better time. Usually you bring it twice, you know, you bring it twice as good. And I'm, I'm freaking excited. I really am. You know, I don't even I don't care what league I play for, but I am a huge fan of you, and you're one of my good. And I'm just glad that you know, women's football across the board is finally starting to get the recognition it's been needing for over a decade. Seriously, I you know I have said this from the gate that it doesn't matter what league it is, it doesn't it doesn't matter what country you're in. What matters is is that you know. It's all women who love the game of football. It's little girls who want to play football. And the only way that we're going to do that is to have people that are super passionate about it. And, you know, they want to see women's football excel and grow and in the right way. And I, I'm just, I'm so excited to be a part of that, that movement, you know, and whatever, in, in whatever way I can be. Absolutely. You know, and, and, just like you said, with you know, with the sponsorships, the the best way to sustain that good relationship with you know new sponsors is consistency, and that is something that you are very very good at. You and the league itself has been very good at. So, props to you guys. Like you guys, thank you, man. Y'all work so hard. I just, oh man, I can't imagine. Look, sometimes I have, I get, you know, trying to organize my planner, let alone trying to organize, you know huge events, the, you know, the little bit of restructuring, just all the stuff that you guys have done leading up to, you know, the start of 2020 preseason has been phenomenal. Um, well, it's, it's, my next it's question is great that we've had. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I was just going to say, how did you feel when you heard that you got the sponsorship with, with Secret? Okay. So I have to tell you the truth. I was on a cruise with my kids. And I was in the middle of the ocean somewhere. I had no clue where, where I was in the middle of the ocean somewhere. And my phone was blowing up. My email was blowing up. I was getting text messages. I was like, what is going on? Because everybody knows I'm on a cruise right now and I can't just, you know, chat. So um, I got this text and it was saying, hey, you know, we're looking to sponsor, 
your league, da da da. So I immediately got on the phone with Lisa, and um, you know, it just kind of took off from there. Um, and this was just a, a few days um, after the Super Bowl, a couple of days after the Super Bowl. So it was great. Um, I was shocked. I started crying. Truth, I'm telling the truth. I started crying out of complete just like, whoa, this just happened. And I didn't mean that, whoa, this happened, like Secret's doing all this, but whoa, Secret gets it. You know, they are standing up for female athletes all over, no matter what the sport is, and they want to help. And they want to promote, um, you know, female athletes. And and that really, I was just, I was completely blown away. And I told I told the lady with Secret, I said, it's you know, it's funny because my, my daughter was watching the Super Bowl, my five-year-old daughter, and I've had her in cheer. And, um, you know, she, after watching the Secret commercial, she says, you know, Mommy, I'm done with cheer. Uh, it's time to play football. And that just, oh, man, that, that, that meant everything to me. It, like, took my heart and ripped it out, you know, and like it was in my hands basically because I felt so strong, you know, with her at that particular moment where she realized that she doesn't need to be a cheerleader. She can, she can play football if she wants to. So it was, it was, it was oh, a man, pretty, it was a pretty intense, in pretty intense week and it was great. Oh God, I love, oh, I love that. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Man. I was, I was and, pretty you know, proud. I, Oh, I know you were you were beaming from ear to ear, girl. I, I'm that smile. I know that smile anywhere, and I know you were standing in the middle of the ocean just beaming, girl. Yes, believe that. I wanted to. I wanted to tell everybody because you know they they had the Super Bowl on the big screen on the ship, on you know by mm-hmm. the pool and all that. I wanted to just scream, "Hey, do you guys know what just happened?" You know, it was it was amazing. Yes, girl. <laughs> Man, I am. Oh, look, I'm smiling right now for you. Like, I really am. Man, I just, I love that. And like I said, you know, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what league you are. It doesn't matter what country you are. If you're passionate about football and you are a woman, you you should play. You should Heck you should yeah. want to be to be seen. You should want to be you know recognized for what you're doing because sports don't have a gender. That's what people don't seem to realize. And I think that I think with the with Secret having done that commercial during the Super Bowl really really opened up a lot of people's eyes. Honestly, I do. Yeah, I I agree. Um, you know, people asked, well, why did they have Carly Lloyd kicking a field goal? Well, it makes perfect sense. How do you know how many people are talking to her about playing in the NFL? Why wouldn't you do that? Uh, a lot, you know. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. You don't don't have, we don't have the staple, you know, players that are going to be visible uh, notoriety, but the soccer, U.S. soccer teams, everybody knows them. PR. For sure. Yeah. And and Secret is is the one who supported, you know, the U.S. women's Mm -hmm. soccer and and paying, you know, a lot of money for them. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it was, I think it was great that they had Carly in the, in the commercial. And I mean, she kicked one hell of a ball, you know, and uh, it, it just girls were like, wow, when the helmets came off, 
So I think it was great for, for football in general, all the way across the board. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was definitely, and, and I this is kind of a cliche term, but in a way, it kind of did break the ceiling. Like, I mean, it really, yeah. when you think about it, like, you know, dark, dark football stadium, you know, obviously you knew when, you know, somebody takes their helmet off, you just naturally expect to see a guy and you see all his hair and ponytail come out, you know, come out the back of his helmet and people are just like, whoa. And I was like, and I was sitting, I was sitting there watching the commercial. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so used to this because this is what I do. And then again, I have to think about, you know, the setting I'm in and the people I'm around. I'm just like, oh, you guys aren't hip to this yet. Like I've been hip to this. So it was just cool to see people's reactions. Exactly. When when I was looking around, you know, when, when the commercial came on and the men were sitting there with their mouths wide open, right, like what just happened? And then mm-hmm. you could see the females were just smiling and cheering. It was, it was, it was really crazy. Um, but I, it was just this moment, you know, where I took a deep breath and it was like, I don't think anybody on the ship realizes what just happened. And and they still probably don't understand what just no. what just occurred. We're in a yeah, and I bubble. Think, I think it's yeah, it's, it's a bubble of of women's football fandom. You know, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're a player or you know team owner supporter. Like, if you know the game of women's football, you know how important this commercial and and now more or less even more important that you know the WSA has that partnership and sponsorship with Secret. It's I'm, look. I'm mind blown. I'm not even gonna lie. I am mind blown. I love it. Well, I think we all are. I mean, every time I I stick the secret logo on something, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this okay? You know. And then I I remember, yes, it is that we're supposed to do this. You know. Um, this is a thing. Yeah it's, yeah, it's just you know. I I I hope. My hope is is that other corporations follow secret's lead and are like let's let's do this let's help in any way we can whatever that may look like whether it's giving someone t-shirts or giving them money or you know airing a game whatever it may be hosting a camp you know just let's do it let everybody needs to get on board and and let's do it let's blow this up exactly oh man well, madam, I'm done picking your brain for, for this round. I'm sure I'll come up with more questions for next time. But thank you for coming on and, you know, giving us all your insight. I love talking to you. Of course. Uh, you know, you know, you can talk to me anytime. I got you. Yeah, girl, right now. <laughs> when? Um, South Beach coming up here, uh, the 29th yes. uh, WFA Team United. Taking on Team World, uh, Mifa and Lexfa. Uh, I know for a fact Lexfa and Mifa are excited to go one more round with Team United. So it's going to be a good weekend on February 29th. Uh, it's going to be in South Beach. If you get the promo, you go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash You can go directly to uh, the WFA uh, Women's Football Alliance Facebook page as well. Um, so talk about Team United and uh, the event coming up on the 29th. Oh, man, it's going to be great. Um you know, when we went to Canada and competed in the International Bowl, that was a first for us. And, it, I mean, we had such a great time, and they put on a, a fantastic event. And then we were asked to do South Beach. Um, we had over 150 applications of players wanting to play. Um, 
you know, and then whittled it down to our team. And we're pretty excited. We're going to be facing, um, it's not just MIFA and LEXPA, but they're bringing in um, players from Costa Rica, Italy, France, Mexico, and Canada. So it's definitely a team world, <laughs> you know, team. Um, but I, I'm I'm pretty darn excited and ready to go handle business. Now, you had a, a lot of uh, talented WFA players last time that went to Canada. Now, is this second go-around a lot more structured? In other words, you're getting better and better in terms of structuring and arrangements because and, I know those things are big events and sometimes they, you know, they're, they're snags to any big event that you have. But overall, is it is it getting better in terms of getting everybody to kind of like with the concept? It's like you can participate oh. with the with the team on a travel mentality basically or all-star mentality? For sure. Um, you know, we, we put out the, the word, and like I said, we had over 150 applicants, which was great. Um, but East Preps and Globe Games, um, they put on a, an amazing event. I mean, they have a full press conference and then um, jersey unveilings and, um, you know, after parties, trophies, a whole nine yards. They, they do a really great event. So, it, it, you know, it's not difficult to get girls to want to compete at that level. Um, and, and they've, like I said, they've made it really simple, um, for us to, to be a part of it. Um, you know, we're really excited at looking at, um, going to Italy and playing in Italy. Um, so that's going to be coming up. We've got some, some pretty neat things that are going to be announced and happening, um, that I'm excited for. Awesome. All right, Wynn, uh, thanks for making the time today. I really appreciate it coming in and giving us the, the lowdown in terms of the WFA 2020 scene. Uh, we're really, really excited for all the schedules. Uh, we, we just dived into Boston last uh, two weeks ago, Kali War last week. Going to dive into St. Louis here in a bit. Um, but uh, overall, um, you know, with sponsorships, with the schedules being adjusted and improved on, and the matchups, uh, it looks gonna, it's going to be pretty exciting 2020 to watch. I hope so. I, I really do. Um, you know, we're working hard and the players are, are getting ready and let's get it on. All right. Well, thank you again for making the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to the kickoff here in about 60 something days, almost 120 days. And uh, April 4th is going to be a great uh, kickoff. And we're going to have a lot, a lot of great matchups on that first week, week one. Absolutely. And thank you. Thank you for having me on. I, I really appreciate you, you know, letting me do that and asking questions and, you know, getting the right information out there. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I mean, like I told you, we want to be able to uh, inform our crowd and, and everybody that supports the the women's game and, you know, get it directly from an official source from a league. And that's all we want to strive for. And it looks to me like you and the ownership and Lisa King and everybody in the WFA has now, you know, put themselves up at another level and it's only going to be great for the sport. So that's what we're looking forward to for 2020. Well, you're doing a great job. You're, you're the best out there at this and, you know, um, discussing women's, you know, football and, and sports in general. And, um, you know, you do a fabulous job with that. So whether it's the, the radio show or, you know, the apparel and, and all that good stuff, you're, you're doing the right thing. So great job to you. Thanks. Appreciate it, Gwen. Uh, when, uh, you got if, it. if it's going to be, it's going to be a great 2020. So looking forward to the 29th before, uh, 
before the kickoff of the season. It's going to be WFA Team United at the South Beach Bowl. And like I said earlier, get the details at Women's Football Alliance on Facebook. You can go to the WFAProFootball.com or you can get it at the hub at Facebook.com for us. Thank you again for coming in. Thanks a bunch. Y'all have a good night. All right. Um, so, Mackenzie, there it is. WFA 2020 improved scheduling, um, uh, awesome sponsorships, 11 sports on TV coverage. Um, really, really stepped up their game this year. I mean, a lot of a lot of movement and a lot of positives. Yeah, man, man, I'm just looking. I just love me some win, man. I do love me some win. And the fact that she is so excited about giving the the players and the league itself more is what makes her such a great person is that she will stop at damn near nothing to, to give, you know, to, to give the players and league what it deserves. I love that. Oh, no, she's a great owner. She's a great owner. Uh, she's a great business person as well. And, a uh, small business owner at that as well. So she understands everything. And uh, having it in Colorado, once again, really is a great thing. Like she said, already a build-up relationship with the NFL, uh, build-up relationship with some of the major sponsors in her area. So why not have it instead of, you know, trying to bounce around? It's it's a great facility. So it's just, it's just a no-brainer. And uh, she knows that. And some of the owners obviously understand that too. And Lisa probably more so than anything. So, it's going to be great. Golden Colorado, WFA 2020 championship is going to be there as well. So looking forward to which one we're going to go to here. I'm trying to make my arrangements because it's, I, I'm thinking it's going to be the same weekend. That's going to make it tough to try to figure out which one you want to go to. I know Burmese having problems as well. So there's a lot of us are going to be kind of conflicted in terms of which one to kind of go at and, and ton of you. So, um, so Mackenzie, let's dive into the, the 2020 schedule, the drive for five. And that is, this St. Louis Slam juggernaut, they have owned Tier 2, and now they are in Tier 1, and they're going to be taking on the Vixen, the Impact, the Dynamite, the Vanguards, the, uh, the, the Passion, the Renegades, and the Saints. Uh, March, uh, mark your calendar for May 30th in the Gateway City. The champions of D1 taking on the champions of D2. That's going to be an awesome matchup. Man, look, when I heard, first of all, when I heard that St. Louis had moved to Tier 1, my mouth hit the floor. When I heard that Minnesota also moved to Tier 1, my jaw hit the floor again. Because I just, I mean, and you, you know, you look at, you look at how dominant, St. Louis has been in D2 it just I mean it just gives them that much more hype because they're in D they're now in the in the in the D1 tier and they're going to be taking on teams that are going to be a little bit more formidable as far as giving them the competition that they've been looking for um, Max I still think Max, they're going to dominate the scenario Look, the first champion in the WFA St. Louis Slam first champion in the WFA St. Louis Slam right now they get to yeah. face the champs, the champs, the back-to-back champs in season. They normally do. We could see a slam renegades in the final. Wouldn't that be awesome? 
that would be crazy, and I would be so for it. I would make a, a watch party or something. Just, I give, oh, my goodness. Whew, this season of, of football in the women's league is going to be crazy. I'm excited. They oh, get the man. passion, too. The passion comes to the Midwest. The Vixen have always come to the Midwest. That's their natural rival. Minnesota's their natural rival. It's like, that's just the way it is. And then the impact, uh, they head to Texas to take on impact. Impact, no joke, last year they, they played in the playoffs as well. Pretty, pretty impressive season for them. And then the, the only drawback, I think, is really the, the Dynamites played tough. Vanguard's played tough as well, Saint, the Saints. But, you know, slamming a different animal. And so if you're the Dynamite, the Vanguard's, and the Saints, this is your measuring stick. And how well can you be, right? Because this is going to be <laughs> probably an, a very good team. And so if you're those three teams, this is it. The other teams, they already know what to expect. They know that this is uh, probably the, you know, probably one of the, what, six best teams in the nation in terms of the WFA. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I just – oh, boy. I just, I don't, I honestly, I'm speechless. I don't even know, I don't know what to say. I don't think I have words, Oscar. Like, I think this is going to be the best season of women's football yet. In, in both my WNFC league that I'm playing for and for the WFA as well. It's going to be crazy. I'm for Mac, Look, uh, you know, I love me Is there an opportunity for them to run the table? Because I know Boston's on that run the table mode. And I know the Vixen really don't want to don't want to lose, but the Slam has really. I mean, if you look at the schedule, they get the Vixen. If they overcome the Vixen, which if they have in the past, then they get Arlington on the road. If they can take care of Arlington, then they get the Dynamite and the Vanguards. Which I, I want to give the Dynamite and the Vanguards, you know, kind of like okay, they can compete, but I don't know if they're at that level. Uh, so we're looking at four and zero before the mid May, before the real test comes again, which is Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and Boston. I, I don't know if you hear my voice, but that's where I want to be, May, May, May 9th through May 30th. Yeah, you, as far as St. Louis running the table, I think you automatically have to put them in the running to run the table. Just based on their dominance the past three, four years, in D2 and they have hand, and, and it's not even just like they've come away with wins you know they've handled tremendously well handedly mind you I mean when St. Louis played my former team the Iowa Phoenix it was not uh, it was rough for us at that time um, being a St. Louis Slam member I can only you know I can only imagine obviously being on top of the world and being undefeated and going to that these are championship and winning. So, like I said, you have to you automatically have to put them in the run the table picture. Yeah, and like I said, the schedule's really good. Um, right off the right off the block, it's a rivalry game: Vixen, St. Louis, which is great. Then you get a, a tier one. The first tier one matchup for them is Arlington Impact. Then at, at that point, like I said, it's on the road to Dynamite, and then you, they get the Vanguard at home. Then they got to go to Minnesota, uh, which is a rivalry game, and then Pittsburgh, Boston, and then the Saints. So the drive for five is real, and they've stepped up their game as well. We 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 looked at Cali Wars' schedule last week. We looked at Boston's 
schedule the week before. Uh, very impressive. Next week, we take a look at the Detroit Dark Angels, which also have elevated their, their schedule and their uh, you know, opponents. So um, if you look at the sixth finalist from 2019, Mackenzie, nobody is backing down. Everybody has put somebody on their schedule more than once or three times on the schedule where they're going to get either slapped or they're going to be uh, very uh, tested. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I know. You know, and I think that's what you that's what you want. Go, you know, going season after season is to to improve the level of competition that you're going against, essentially, and improving your own level of competition as a team and a player that you're bringing to the table. Uh, you know, to create those those entertaining games, to create those competitive games. You know, which in turn brings in the appeal, which brings in the sponsorships, which brings in the partnerships. You know. And you know, essentially, it you know brings you you know brings you brings around to ownership, brings around to you know businesses contacting ownership, you know getting sponsorships, partnerships, you know accolades, things of that such. So I think that's what you look to do as a as a player and a team is to increase that competition. All right, Mackenzie, uh, pretty exciting. So Boston, Cali, War, St. Louis. Next week we're going to get Detroit Dark Angels schedule, and we'll kind of dissect that as we get into, and then we'll talk to Nevada Storm, which is the surprise of 2019, the Nevada Storm. And then Orlando Anarchy stepping up to Tier 2. That's really, really exciting, too. Um, so the last four teams there, and then we'll kind of dive into that as well. Um, if you go to the hub at facebook.com, you won't miss anything. Everything's there. LNFA Feminina 7-on-7. Seven seven. What a great week three action. You have it there at the hub at facebook.com. We also got into XXXFL Texas as well. And so that's going to be pretty exciting week one and week two. And then BAFA Sapphire series. That's also at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. And let's like dive into LNFA Feminina here as uh, Mac has, has bailed us. We'll be back next week. Kind of tie, tie, uh XFL uh, week three. We're going to be talking uh, Detroit Dark Angels next week in terms of the schedule setup, and we'll line up that up as well. And then we got a, a lot of events to kind of talk about here in the next uh, about 40 minutes or so, if my voice holds up here. So we'll l- l- dive into that right now. So let's go into um, LNFA Feminina. LNFA Feminina, uh, if you guys haven't uh, dived into uh, FIFA Spain, the Federación Española de American Football, and you can go to the hub and you can get the link there as well. Uh, week three. Guion Mariners uh, defeated the um, the Rivas Osos 24-0. That was back in February of last week. And then week three continued this week as LNFA Feminina week three on the 15th of February. And that was Tres Contos Habatos 59-0 routing the Zarazoga uh, Hornets. And then you had week three of the Black Demons uh, 76-2 over the Toro uh, La Vega Berserkers. And then you had LNFA Feminina, uh, Badalona Drax wins, and now they get reality check as Valencia Firebacks um, shut them out 40-0. to zero. So that was the um, impressive outing this week for LNFA Feminina. You guys can go uh, on Twitter as well as uh, FEFA underscore Spain, and you get the results there from LNFA Feminina, or you can go directly to our Twitter at Gridiron Beauty. You can go to the Facebook at the hub at facebook.com for us. Great Iron Beauty. So a lot of excitement in terms of the NFA Feminina. And then the standings also are pretty impressive. So right now 
in the uh, East group, it is uh, Valencia Firebacks three to zero, undefeated in the season. You have Badalona two and one based on the loss this week. Uh, Tres Cantos, uh, Habados one and two. Uh, Sarasoga, uh, the Saragoza, uh, I'm sorry, Hornets, 0 and 3. On the uh, west side, in terms of LNFA Feminine 7 on 7, the Black Demons are obviously 3 and 0. You got uh, Guion Mariners 1 and 1, the Rivas Osos 1 and 2, and the Terra Lavera Berserkers 0 and 2. Shout out to La Liga out there who does an amazing job of getting the games onto it, and the YouTube game as well was on there, so you can catch it at the hub at facebook.com forward slash great iron beauties. Uh, so check it out and it's on there. It's, on, it's at the link as well. So let me go run down everything that's happening in the women's game um, before we get into anything else here at this point. So the competition heating up there in LNFA Feminina, there's also uh, really nice uh, photos of the last weekend's game, which is on February 8th, uh, Guion Mariners versus the Osos Rivas. And that was over at the Complejo Deportivo La Mestas. So you can check it out at the hub uh, via courtesy of the Federación Española de Football Americano. Only Femenina 7 on 7. You can also get the game uh, Black Demons routing the Berserkers, uh, Torre La Vega, um, 76-2. It was a pretty impressive outing by the Black Demons, undefeated on the season. Uh, the Berserkers looking for a rebound game there, but you can watch it on YouTube uh, courtesy of the Liga uh, Federación Española de Football Americano. And you can get the link there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash great iron beauties. You also get the action from Club Habados, courtesy of the Club Habados Football Americano. And that was LNF Femenia 7-on-7. Seven seven. And that was the 29-14 to 14 week two. Uh, and those the photos that were captured during that time. Uh, thanks to Eduardo Mira for doing the capturing over in uh, Har- uh, Club Habados of the American football. And uh, like I said, you can go directly to the hub and get that information there on um, the actual two. Uh, action in extreme football, uh, female football league in Texas, week one kickoff. You get the promo there at the hub at facebook.com, a third season for XFFL week one. Uh, started out here, the Vixens 28, take uh, they fall to the fire, 40, 44 to 28. Then you got the uh, generals, the champions, uh, 20 to 19 over the Kingsville Empire. You also had the Warhawks, Loretto Warhawks fall to the Cobras, 20 to 13, and you you had the Spartans uh, get shut out 34 to zero by the uh, DC Diva, um, the um, the Divas down south, Corpus Christi Divas. Uh, the week two matchups that came to play was pretty exciting as well. The final scores for week two. Uh, came in about here, the Fire 25-21 over the Divas. So the uh, Fire improved to 2-0 and on the season. The Divas fall to 1-1. One and one. You had the Spartans continue to uh, fall here and be, remain scoreless. The Generals take care of business 45-0, to zero, and they improved to 2-0 and oh on the season. Keep track with the Fire. Uh, 34-22, the Kings uh, Empire rebound. They go to 1-1. One and one. The Cobras are 1-1. One and, one. and then 68-0. Uh, the Vixens take down the Warhawks, who go to 0-2. So we'll keep tabs on the extreme uh, female football league out of Texas as we go into week three this coming week. Uh, so far, the standouts are the Generals and the Fire, um, the Phoenix Fire as well. And then you also have uh, the Vixens improving 
as well as Kingsville improving. So we'll keep tabs on everything that's happening in the, the league there. In uh, Italy, we had a nice article that was sent to us uh, via Akil Ferrara uh, in Italy, and that was the talented Chiara Mingozzi uh, of the of the team out there. She was uh, honored with the uh, MVP of Athlete of the Year for the squad there on February 15th at the Gala del Sport in Molinella. And so congratulations to the CIFF MVP, Chiara uh, Mingozzi, for receiving the Athlete of the Year Award there. And you can get the article there, courtesy of Aquila Ferrara uh, in Italy as well. So check it out there. And we had uh, action over in the U.K., Birmingham Lions uh, taking on uh, the Sapphire Series Tournament 3 and the Lions, uh, courtesy uh, photos courtesy of Jody Davis Photography. Uh, and that was uh, Birmingham Lions taking on the London Warriors and they come up with a two-point uh, two victory, 42-40. to 40, And that was uh, the uh, photos that were there, for, uh, courtesy of the Birmingham Lions football team. And that was the Sapphire Series uh, Week 3, so check it out there. And also, um, they had an exciting uh, round in T-Cell uh, in, uh, in the actual um, BAFA women. Let me look it up here and get my notes. And there was exciting times there, as well as some of the um, – Baffle women stuff. Um, all the results are coming up, and we'll have those at the hub at facebook.com forward slash square iron beauty as well. And uh, let me look it up right now and just give me a second. But uh, a lot of action happened internationally as well. I'm uh, looking forward to a couple events uh, while I'm looking it up. America's Bowl in Honduras coming up here in March 12th through the 17th. Uh, coverage exclusively through Yarda 20 and Yarda 506. So those are going to be exclusive coverages. The America's Bowl in Honduras, March 12th through the 17th. Uh, AFE Team USA, uh, Team Mexico as well. And then you have a lot of the countries in Honduras, Costa Rica, and all those places. So it's going to be March uh, 12th through the 17th. Uh, IWFA $10,000 tournament. Uh, it's going to be the 8-on-8 challenge in Texas, March 27th through the 29th. You get the details at IWFA, the Icon Women's Football Association, at gmail.com. You can always contact them. Terrence Haywood will give you the details as well. The IWFA $10,000 tournament, and that's going to be March 27th through the 29th. You can go to the hub at facebook.com, forward slash get the details there, or you go directly to the IWFA on Facebook as well. Uh, Gridiron Australia Women's National um, Tournament announced the, the national finals are going to be May 30th through June 6th, May 30th through June 6th. And then we also have the Transatlantic Tournament coming up here September 3rd through the 7th. Uh, we should have an announcement tomorrow from FX, FX Mexico tomorrow in terms of trying to get logistics for the September uh, matchup here for Transatlantic Tournament. Uh, so all the details are going to start to come up as we go this month and next month. And each month, more than likely, all the teams are going to start to kind of marry together. But September 3rd, uh, sponsored by the Women's Great Iron Foundation, that's in New York. And so uh, it'll be the Transatlantic Tournament number two. And then AFE International Bowl in Spain announced December 2nd through the 6th. Registrations are now in place. You can go to AFE USA uh, Women's uh, on Facebook, or you can go directly to the uh, flyer there, and there is an uh, email that you can go to. So it's AFE International Bowl in Spain, December 2nd through the 6th at this point. Let me see what I had on here. And I'm moving it up. Here we are. And 
There's some cool things happening in Canada that we cannot just not miss. Uh, Global News did a real nice feature on at the Edmonton region. Uh, Edmonton's all-female youth tackle division expands to a new team in 2020. So um, really, really great job out there at the YEG, uh, YEG uh, Collective, a uh, football collective out there. Um, and they're doing some fantastic things. And you got it, they got spotlighted by Global News Edmonton. So check it up. Check the article there. Um, we've got a couple shares. Make sure you share it, especially over in Canada as well. And then we also have a, a cool article by CBC Canada on the uh, Capital Rebels. Um, they're going to be doing some uh, exhibition games with the Montreal Blitz. So you check it out as well there from CBC uh, Canada as well. Uh, let me get into the Sapphire series. And there we are. All right. So T-Site uh, um, Steelers tournament number three uh, captured by Northeast Sports Photography. Um, and that was uh, done on the 16th. So it was the uh, event. And you can get all the photos there from the U.K., uh, in terms of the action that happened in Sapphire number three. We'll get the lowdown for you guys on Twitter as well as on Facebook, uh, but a lot of the cool action that happened in the U.K. So we've got a U- action right now on LNFA Feminina in Spain. We also have action in the U.K. and obviously in Texas as the XFFL um, League is in that function. Um, cool video done by the Regina Riot. It was a promotional video for recruitment. So check out the video and share it. Uh, it's uh, the Western Western Women's Canadian Football League, Regina Riot. They did a pretty cool video there as well. So it was really nice to, for them to do that. We also get updates on XFL scores and updates from week one and week two. Uh, and that's what we were discussing earlier. And check it out. It's a pretty interesting league, brand new rules, uh, a lot of things happening in terms of the league, in terms of excitement, including in, you know, in-game interviews, in-game uh, things that are happening within the XFL. So uh, it's a really interesting concept. Um, and so some of the teams, not so good. Tampa Bay needs to improve. Uh, the Guardians in New York need to improve. But there are some playmakers on the um, Los Angeles Wildcats, the D.C. Defenders, and the St. Louis Battlehawks as well. So it was really, really good to see that. So we have, like I said, UK uh, Sapphire Series uh, coverage. Um, at the hub at facebook.com for Sasquatch Beauties. We'll keep tabs on the, the next tournament and see who's going to be victorious coming up in the next uh, weeks to come. We do have recap from Pirates Football in UK, Pirates Football, and that was the recap from the D1 North matchups. So you can get it right there uh, at the hub at facebook.com for Sasquatch Beauties. All right, so really, really cool weekend of football. Um, you had a lot of, a lot of things. Um, transpire we also have um, registration uh, for the Utah girls uh, tackle football season so you go to the, uh, the Utah girls uh, Utah girls you get the information there registration is now open and practices will begin March 16th for the new season uh, it's over 500 players are going to be participating in this league uh, on top of the um, excitement that happened last year. It's, it's growing even more this year, especially with the um, Super Bowl um, promotions that they got this year and then the play at the Pro Bowl. So it's really, uh, really exciting. So Crystal Sacco and company out there doing a great job with the Utah Girls Football uh, League. And it's going to be open now and practices begin March 16th. So go to utahgirlstacklefootball.com for more information. Or you go to the link there. There's a, a nice story there uh, by Lafayette Free Press. That was done on the girls uh, on the tackle season as well. So check it out there as well. 
and it was really, really nicely done for them to help out. There are some changes. Uh, the national championship, as we talked to Wynn here, uh, now the national championship, WFA 2020 national championship, will be held at Marv K Stadium in Golden, Colorado. Secret presents uh, the national WFA national championship at Marv K Stadium July 10th and July 11th, and uh, sponsored also by Zenith Wilson Sports, uh, Real Sports, 11 Sports Team Built, and a lot more sponsors. So uh, shout out to the WFA owners, the WFA ownership and as well as everybody that's going to be participating to make this event a real special event. So uh, Secret Deodorant now sponsoring and presents the national uh, WFA National Championship in, in Golden, Colorado, Marv K. Stadium, July 10th and the 11th. Hashtag kick inequality is what they're going with right now. All right, um, so a lot of excitement. Um, 999, uh, LNFA Femenino 999. Unfortunately, the season has not a great season this season. There's only uh, two teams that are playing, and they're only having like a two, uh, sort of like a two-game exhibition. So we're, that's why we haven't mentioned it. But you can get the lowdown down there in Rookies and then Barcelona Buffles. Um, so that's going to be this weekend and next weekend, and then they'll have their final in terms of which one will win. Um, it looks like probably Barbera will take it once again. But um, the, the 15th, there was the matchup that happened there in the 9-9 series there. Um, we have, uh, like I said, action and everything from UK. Uh, there was cool, some cool Valentine uh, displays over by the um, the Berlin Cobras from Germany. Uh, Football Canada uh, announced that Alberta will be the host province for the 2020 Women's National Championships just like the uh, Gridiron National Championships in Australia are going to be May 30th through June 6th. Football Canada is uh, pleased to announce that Alberta will be the host province for the 2020 Women's National Championships. The events will take place from July 30th to August 8th, and that's going to be in Sherwood Park. The details on the team and the tournaments will be announced at a later date. The overall um, tournament hosts teams from coast to coast and comes off the heels of the 2017 IFAB World Championships, which were held in Langley, British Columbia, that will compete in the tournament. Uh, in the past, have included Quebec, Saskatchewan, Alberta, New Brunswick, and Manitoba. At the 2016 Women's Nationals in Regina, uh, the host Providence uh, Saskatchewan defeated Quebec 34-22 to win the gold. In the bronze game, it was Alberta 30-12 victory over New Brunswick. So at, at this point, the growth of the game in Canada, I've won two silver medals in the IFAB World Championship. So they're looking forward to growing the sport here. So um, Football Canada Executive Director Shannon Donovan, which we're going to reach out and try to get her to give us an idea of what we're looking at. Uh, so fueled by the increased support for women's football, we're excited to see the strides our, our country has made when provinces compete in Alberta this upcoming summer. So they're really excited to see that. It looks like all provinces will compete. I know uh, Football Quebec was in, in talks with Montreal Blitz to try to gather a roster to put together a team so that they can compete at the tournament. So the tournament's going to be July 30th to August 8th, uh, 2020. So we're really excited for that in terms of the, uh, the, the national championship tournament for uh, Football Canada in terms of the women's side on the senior side. So really, really exciting times there. And let's see here. What else we got details going here? A lot of action that happens 
in the women's game. I want to really thank our network partners, a lot of the network partners internationally as well, giving us everything that um, information that they give us for everything that we do. So it really works out great for us to kind of just bring some of the spotlights in terms of what's happening in the international game, not just so much in the domestic game as well. Um, FFX Mexico, like I said, we'll have an announcement tomorrow from what I hear from uh, the head of FX Mexico. Tomorrow will be the announcement in terms of fundraising and sponsorships needed for uh, Team FX Mexico to get to the Transatlantic Tournament on September 3rd through the 7th. So that's going to be really, really a needed and stress for them to do that. So it'll be great. Um, the other announcement was by Football Femme Mexico and obviously the, the Mexican Federation as well. The National Open Championships for the under-18 female uh, tournament, which will take place uh, June 24th through the 28th in Toscoto, uh, 2020. The National, uh, National Tournament Under-18 Tournament is basically a feeder system for the national team, uh, for the Mexican national team. So they have a national tournament to kind of uh, dissect talent, and then uh, they get that talent together, and then they basically pick a handful of those players to be on the national squad and then make an impact there for the world stage. So um, it's going to be uh, the 24th through the 28th, and that's going to be in June, and that's going to be at Texcoco over in Mexico. So it's sponsored by the um, Mexican National uh, Women's Gridiron uh, League and Federation. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, the other camp that we have is uh, up in um, Alberta, Canada. And in response to the growth of the girls' football in Canada, uh, they've put together, for the first time in history, several provinces across Canada will be coming together to play in an interprovincial uh, under-19 girls' tackle championship. So that's going to be uh, the event that's going to happen. The event is open to all Canadian girls born between 2002 and 2005. We'll host this first identification camp April 4th through the 5th. So you got registrations. The link's there at the hub at facebook.com. You can go directly to the Facebook page, the YEG Female Football Collective, and you can actually get the link there as well to register. It is going to be in Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta at Foot Field April 4th. And April 5th, registration now, open to girls born uh, in 2002 to 2005. It's Team Alberta Under-19 Girls Tackle ID Camp. Uh, it's a really cool event that's happening there as well. Um, we also have um, a Journey Woman. Uh, it's going to be the Crusaders of Carlsbad Crusaders. of uh, Sweden signed British Pioneer MVP and National Team Standout Robin Stewart from Leeds Carnegie of UK and they're going to, she's going to be uh, playing in the 2020 season in Sweden and she's going to be playing for the Carlsbad Crusaders as well. Um, breaking and also um, the news that happened was uh, Anna Garza got to become the first coach at Authenticos Tigres in Nuevo Leon. So congratulations to our Nojo football athlete, Anna Garza for being a, the first coach at the collegiate level out there at Authenticos Tigres in the University of Nuevo Leon. So shout out to her as the first um, female coach to coach in that league as well. So um, we talked about, you know, the growth of the sport in almost internationally, but there was a cool article that was done in terms of Mexico. Uh, Mexico, the university governing body in Mexico announced uh, that it is planning to take information 
that would support the creation of a women's football league at the university level if the proposal is presented. So this would be the equivalent of the NCAA somehow making a proposal to put women's uh, uh, American football at an NCAA level at a certain, certain amount of schools. So the Mexican university governing body, uh, CONADET, is going to um, take advice from the women's uh, federations and the leagues as well as the um, governing body of Mexico in terms of the uh, women's gridiron, and they are going to be trying to put a proposal together in terms of how that can come about and put together some teams at the university level just like the men's have had for a long, long time. So really great news. You get the article there at puntocentral.mexico, and it's a really good uh, opportunity. If they can make it happen, this could be a, boop, a blueprint for where maybe women's gridiron in the United States uh, at an NCAA level can be instituted as well. So we'll see how it turns out for them in Mexico. We also have some cool videos from WNFC Title IX champions, uh, the Texas Elite Women's Football and like I said, you go to the hub at facebook.com for us, Gridiron Beauty, and get the, every, all the information there as well. The other um, information that we had was Great Britain news. Um, there was quarterback Sidney Green will be heading to Sweden also to play for the Carlsbad Crusaders. So the C- Crusaders in Sweden get players, Robin Stewart and quarterback Sidney Green. Uh, and uh, quarterback Green signed in 2019 for the six-time British champion, Birmingham Lions and she's also previously played for San, uh, Sanwell Steelers and then previously for the uh, Hertfordshire Tornadoes. Uh, you get the lowdown there from uh, laget.ce in Sweden. You'll probably need some Google Translate to kind of read the article there, but it's there, and it's pretty exciting. So uh, pretty much that's what's going, been going on. Uh, Jennifer King was the big news this week as she was uh, elevated to the first full-time uh, intern, intern coach to play for Coach Rivera here at the, with the Washington Redskins. You get the article there as well as the interview done by Redskins Nation, and you can get that all at the hub at facebook.com for slash gridironbeauties. All right, so I next week we are going to dive into um, the Detroit Dark Angels in terms of their schedule in the WFA. We'll start to dive into some of the WNFC teams as well. Uh, the rosters in the WNFC are going to finalize in March 6th, so we got about another 10, 12 days before we get full rosters, and that's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to our podcast, uh, go to your favorite uh, platform. If that's the case, go on TuneIn. You can go to Google Cast, Player FM, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeart. You can go to Spotify as well. I want to thank everybody that's gone to Spotify, Apple, and iHeart for making us a pretty awesome podcast to listen to. You can listen on the go. You can subscribe, share with your friends. Um, just let them know, hey, we are talking Women's American Football Weekly on top of XFL, on top of ball, on top of anything to do with football. We talk about the women's game internationally as well as interviews and focus, especially now since we're getting focused for the WFA 2020 season, the WNFC 2020 season. And as we get into the summer, we're going to dive in not just to those two, but also Australia, Germany, and everywhere else that women play American football, including all the tournaments that are going to be happening internationally as well so go to the hub at facebook.com and then share our podcast subscribe is what we want the more you subscribe the more we get uh tenured up in terms of the rankings uh and then at some point hopefully we crack the 100 uh bringing attention to the sport so i know everybody if everybody does their job 
helps us out. We're able to get to the next level in terms of awareness for our podcast. So check it out on Spotify, iHeart, and Apple. Share it with your friends if that's the case. And if you haven't gone to the um, No Joke Football Shop, you go to the No Joke Football Shop, support us there, Zazzle.com forward slash career diabetes. That is the place to go. It is the No Joke Football Shop. You save up to 25% off, and you get No Joke Football gear there. Um, and anything that's been spotlighted, you go to the Facebook.com forward slash No Joke Football. That's our brand uh, page, and you can catch uh, the talented uh, Dana Zyke, uh, Lexi Demio, Anna Garza, Sasha, uh, Sasha Cruz, Tatiana Blaze, uh, Phoebe Sketcher, Amanda Ewers, Stacey Jackman, uh, Jared Floyd, and you got uh, Renee Hahn, Christy Moran, Lauren Evans, and a bunch of other athletes supporting our brand and supporting Women's American Football. So check it out. Use the daily codes. And if you want to save on shipping, it's pretty easy. It's Zazzle Black. It's only 10 bucks, one-time fee, 12 months free shipping, especially if you're buying stuff from us. So I really appreciate everybody uh, going to the uh, Nojo Football Shop and buying stuff from us. It really helps us spotlight another talented athlete. And we got a couple more athletes in 2020 that we're going to be spotlighting. So just be on the lookout at facebook.com forward slash no joke football. You can also go to our Instagrams on both pages on Great Iron Beauties on Instagram, or you can go to the official Instagram brand page at no joke football. You can use hashtag no joke football, and it kind of tells you exactly what we're all about. So uh, thanks for Mackenzie to coming in today. Also, uh, thanks for Win Flatterdonomy for coming in and kind of giving us the lowdown on everything that's happening in the WFA 2020 season. Looking forward to next week as we're talking WFA 2020 and WNFC as well. But exclusively next week, we're kind of try to dive into the Detroit Dark Angels schedule. St. Louis, what an up schedule there. The drive for five is going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, you got the Vixen, Arlington, the Dynamite, Vanguards, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Boston, the key one on the 30th, and then KC Saints. Uh, so we're going to be diving into that next week as well for all the lowdown. Plus week three of X, uh, XFFL in Texas. We're going to be week four in LNFA Feminina. We're going to week four in BAFA, Sapphire Series, and uh, just a lot more news. And then XFL week three as well. So for Oscar Lopez, for the uh, absent Mackenzie Brooks, uh, Luis Bean, as well as uh, Troy Wilson, We'll catch you here, and Holly Custis should be back next week as well. Uh, and we'll catch you here next week for 3.09 as we're diving into the women's game plus XFL Week 3. So have a great evening, everybody.